Let's get Let's superior. Let's get all started. All right, so we're starting all the superior <laughs> podcast. Oh no! Did we really start? Yeah, we started. Oh, oh, it's good. oh. we've ah. we usually are too loud when we open, so it's like I was nice doing a casual level. introduction. Oh, a still normal level scream. Ah, 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 ah. I'm tr- I'm working on my levels. <laughs> so yeah, homo superior. I'm Kalen. I'm Ryan. I'm Brent. Adam. And we are missing Clark again this he's week. Trapped he's trapped in the negative zone. Oh yeah, that's a good yeah. one. I was gonna say. And he's probably gonna be that weird demon god by the end of it. Just like so he'll just yeah. step through a Basically. portal. <laughs> uh, no, it's just going to be called the Clark Zone at the end of it. Clark Zone. So we got a few things to talk about. First, we got news you can use. Uh, first up, DC is starting a new label called the Black Label, Ooh. just like Johnny Walker Whiskey. Yeah, yeah, I guess a little bit. So what it is is like they're featuring uh, sort of very like uh, upper echelon creators. Uh, in standalone superhero comics that are uh, ostensibly for mature readers. Yeah. So there's six titles, uh, and they have creators for most of them, but not all of them. First one up is Superman Year One by Frank Miller, writer Frank Miller, artist Frank Miller. <gasps> so many. And, and John Romita Jr., who I like, John Romita Jr. Oh, I really like him. I met him in person once. Did you really? Yeah. yeah. He's like the nicest guy. Yeah, it was way long time ago. It was one of the comic stores in Rockland County in New York. They were doing like a signing, and I got, I actually have like an autographed picture of Spider-Man from him. Oh, that's, oh, so, that's cool. so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's no, like, he's a great artist. He's supposed to be a nice guy. Do we want to talk about each one? Or yeah, do you want to go yeah. Through? I want. I'm, I'm yeah, to, you want to. You tell us, and we'll react to them. Well, I no, Brent had a reaction. Year, year one, number one. I'm just sick of that as a origin little, story. Yeah, just stop. Which is why I, uh, I love the origin. Which is why I loved All Star Superman that Grant Morrison, and Frank yeah. Wiley did one page of the of the of the origin, and it was just like Krypton blowing up. The you know uh, the infant Kal El coming to Earth Kansas the yeah. Kents adopting him him moving to Metropolis becoming Superman won't that's this, all you need to know for the origin yeah won't this just be well so Superman year one is that him as a baby uh, yeah is that he was Superman when he was born so this is <laughs> super I guess baby? that is true he was Superman when he was born you know you always have these insights yeah. <laughs> um, you can so, swear they're just like the real thing. <laughs> So the uh, description is, it's the groundbreaking definitive treatment of Superman's classic origin story in honor of his 80th anniversary. Is that what Krypton is supposed to be about as well? Yeah. Okay. Oh, God. I'm sick of, like, yeah, like, and they're doing a show about Metropolis as well. It's, it's the like, story you never knew. Everything you knew was wrong. And it's all beginning again. <laughs> it's a story I never cared about. Yes. I know. So, the story details new revelations that reframe the Man of Steel's most famous milestones, from Kal-El's frantic exile from Krypton, to Clark Kent's childhood in Kansas, to his inevitable rise to become the most powerful and inspiring superhero of all time. I am with Brent. Over I do not need to see another fucking origin story. And also, I used to love Frank Miller back in the day, but he has lost his mojo. The degree to which, if you're going to retell the same story... It has to be a unique, interesting, or like really insightful story. Disproportionately goes up. I mean, it's just got to, it's been told so many fucking times. What are you going to add? Right. Stupid people off the street that don't even know comics. No, like, uh, your, your like, mom? Like my mom. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, dumb whores. <laughs> oh my oh, god. Smart, <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> Guys, it's fucking interesting. My mom listened to this wait, 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 wait. But you gotta know, she's from Florida, so. Oh, oh my god. god. <laughs> that trumps everything. Is yeah. it just like Kansas? No, it's not. Um, 
but everyone knows this stupid order. Like, it, stop it. Just stop it. I know. I am more interested in the other ones that are a little bit more Batman origin-y. sounds amazing. So the next one, Batman Last Night on Earth. Uh, writer Scott, Sky, Scott Snyder and artist Greg Capullo, they're the team yes. on Metal. That we've been yes. reading. Yes. Snyder loves his Batman. Is yes, it, he is does. Is night with a pun? Is night a pun? Yeah, of course yes, it is. Is night a pun? Okay. Yeah, it's like... Uh, it yeah. better be. Yeah. Like, uh, so Batman wakes up in a desert. He doesn't know what year it is or how the Joker's head is alive in a jar beside him. But it's the beginning of a quest unlike anything the Dark Knight has undertaken right. before. In the strange future, villains are triumphant and society has liberated itself from the burdens of ethical codes. Sounds like 2018. That's cool. <laughs> uh, fighting to survive while in search of answers, Bruce Wayne uncovers the truth about his role in the new world and begins the last Batman story ever told. This sounds really fucking cool. So did Batman get Futurama'd? Yeah. yeah, I know. <laughs> Joker got Futurama. That's what I was thinking. And so did Batman. Yeah, he's a bit of like Fry. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that seems interesting. I'm yeah, totally yeah. into that. If it's like a, I like that all these are somewhat. Well, I don't know if Superman Year One is, but at least this is very serialized, which I enjoy. Like yeah, a, it's got to be a full story, like end then. Well, they're supposed to be like out of continuity right. of the current books with uh, a bent towards older audiences. And they're basically just doing what Astonishing X Men did. Like they're trying to like tell really good stories that are don't worry about continuity as much. Uh, and sure, except Astonishing did cross over with continuity, and like the repercussions were felt in continuity, like Angel Brand, Met, uh, uh, Danger. That's true. Uh, yeah. uh, Colossus coming back, Kitty being stuck in a bullet. Well, then I guess I'm wrong. You well, are you wrong. Can but they were for so many you years. You can use the existing the series. All the stuff that's happening in Astonishing is definitely not yeah. in continuity. Astonishing is always a little bit out of time. Sure. That's their black I label. think the closer way to describe this is actually the All-Star series that DC did oh, 10, yeah. 12 years ago. Uh, yeah, your series. way was stupid. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My apologies for making any sort of relation way to, to, break the conversation. to the X-Men, which this podcast is about. <laughs> <laughs> My apologies for making that connection. Continue. What's the next book? Uh, uh, I don't know. I'm waiting for you to wait. make another comment. Oh, <laughs> you guys. Yeah, apology accepted. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so staying on Batman, the next book is Batman Damned. Damn it. Uh, writer is Brian Azzarello. Artist is Lee Bermejo. On a deserted Gotham City Bridge, a body is found. Whisper mm. spread the news. Joker is dead, but I thought he was in a decapitated in a... Anyways. Uh, I feel like... Continuity. It's like the yeah, There's no continuity in this new dark line. It's like a astonishing accent, am I right? Is that what we sound like? Yeah, that's what you sound like. Yeah. Uh, but is this a true or a nightmare being born? John Question Constantine. Mark. Now Batman and DC's outlaw magician John Constantine must hunt the truth through a Gotham City hellscape. The city's supernatural recesses are laced with hints about a killer's identity, but the Dark Knight's descent into horror will test his sanity and limits of rationality as he must face a horror that doesn't wear a mask. Uh, Systemic racism. Did did he ever pair up with John Constantine? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So John, like a good buddy cop. Um, they're both like I mean detective-y type of characters. Well, Constantine's a lot more smarmy. Well, yeah, sure. I mean, I would say Constantine is a true anti-hero, whereas Batman is a real hero. so the interesting thing is uh, Brian Azzarello, he's a hit or miss writer for me, but he is the first American writer to ever write John Constantine. Um, and originally it was Alan Moore created him in Swamp Thing, yeah. and then Jamie Delano wrote him, and like Garth Ennis and a bunch of others, and they were all like it's either, weird. like they were either like from somewhere in the UK, or actually Garth Ennis is from Ireland. Um, 
But uh, Brian Azzarello wrote a really interesting John Constantine like run in like the early 2000s that I kind of dug. So I'm excited about this. And Lieber Mayho is a very, very interesting artist. I, I dig his stuff. Last Night on Earth is still top of my list so far. Which one is? I'm trying to rank them. Oh, you're... Oh, okay. Real-time rankings. Well, the one thing that I'll say, too, is it's so great that they're like, this is the black label. It's like a darker take on many of the heroes, but it's not like all the shitty, darker, mature audience takes that have been out before. We're like, there's blood and violence, and you'll never guess what we're going to do. And they they actually said it. They didn't specifically say it's going to be more adult, but they didn't say, like, all ages for a change. So, like, they're playing a good mix of the two right now which is kind of nice which is what you're talking about Marvel so, tried that uh, in Max with Max series, yeah. the Max series some of them Max. were okay some of them were great uh, the Luke Cage one was incredibly racist really? Uh, yeah it, it was, was really yeah. bad and the writer of the Luke Cage series was Brian Azzarello the guy who's writing Uh-oh. Batman and Damn. so when I say he's hit or miss he's there's a lot of misses there uh, next up, we've got uh, Wonder Woman Historia, the Amazons. Writer is Kelly Her Salute. Historia, am I right? <laughs> right. <laughs> How long have you been with? That was excellent. But he didn't die, unfortunately. I know. Next. Um, I died. The writer. <laughs> the writer is. Coffin emoji, okay? <laughs> the writer is Kelly Sue uh, DeConnick. And yes. the artist is. Phil Jimenez, who we met at FlameCon. Yes. Yeah, yeah he was a super nice guy, very talented this, artist. This is my favorite one. Really? The rankings are coming. <laughs> <dominant. laughs> I'm really excited about this. Are like your March Madness bracket? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I just love Kelly Sue as well. I do too. Yeah. She's a very good writer. Uh, a Homeric epic of lo- the lost history of the Amazons and Queen uh, Hippolyta's rise to power. Featuring monstrous myths, the three-book saga spans history from the creation of the Amazons to the moment Steve Trevor washes up on the shores of Paradise mm. Island, changing our world forever. So, kind of an origin story of the Amazons. Wonder Woman year five Zero. or something like that. Oh, right, because she was a big year negative five. Yeah. 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 I kind of prefer that just to be like, I love the fact that it's a Homer-style epic, but yeah. I would love for it to be just set independent of everything. Like, why is Steve... Steve Tyler, what's his name? Steve. Steve They're Tyler. just telling Steve you Tyler. where the book will end. Yeah, but I mean, like, ugh, it's like BC. Like, okay, we get it. Christ, let's go to BC from now on. Um, the next up is another Wonder Woman book, Wonder Woman: Diana's Daughter, which is the working title. Ooh. They haven't finalized it. Writer is Greg Rucka, and the artist is my favorite. Uh, to be announced. Um, that's pretty funny, actually. Yeah. Uh, I love that guy. He's in so many good things. He's wonderful. (laughs) Say what you want. 2B is really good. (laughs) Oh, you're in the first place. Oh, I thought thought his name was Toby. It's like Marty Scorsese. Oh, is it Toby? I always pronounce things wrong. Toby. Toby announced. Toby announced. Toby determined. Please welcome to the stage. Uh, Toby announced. That's a great dragon. Yeah, Yeah, I like it. Uh, so it's been 20 years since the world stopped looking for the to the skies for hope, help, and inspiration. Now the world keeps its eyes down, and the powers that have risen have every intention of keeping things that way. Amongst a scattered, broken resistance, a young woman seeks to reclaim what has been forgotten, and on the way will learn the truth about herself, her heritage, and her destiny. I love that this, this entire, is your favorite one. Well, I was going to say, I love that this entire podcast thus far has just been your uh, reel for a voiceover opportunity. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> In a world without Wonder Woman. Um, when we get sponsored, can you uh, do all the ads? That'd be great. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, that sounds exciting. This sounds really good. And Greg Rucka is a very good writer. He writes, um, uh, what's the uh, image book that I made you buy at uh, Awesome Con a couple years ago? Oh, fuck. Uh, the Lady. 
Trinity. She's super powerful. Uh, Lazarus. Lazarus. I yes. really enjoyed that. I need to so, keep reading it. Greg Rucka has written quite a few Wonder Woman comics. He's very good. He writes strong female leads. Yes, Adam. Wonder Woman's at the top. <laughs> 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 um, They're both Wonder Woman books. <laughs> so what's interesting, it feels like um, these books are either like at the beginning or the end of these superheroes' yeah. like sort of journeys. And somebody once said that DC Comics are really good at writing beginnings and ends, and Marvel is really good at writing middles. Was that you? Are you quoting yourself? <laughs> yes. Wise <laughs> man, Kalen Batia. Who was it actually that said that? I don't remember, but I do. Uh, I, I think that's an interesting. Interesting take because like the most iconic like superhero stories that DC does are all like beginning and ends, right? Like if you think about yeah. Batman, you got Batman Year One and Dark Knight Returns. Kingdom Come is very iconic and it's about the end of an era. Um, the Marvel thing is an origin story. Yeah, your sure. origin story. Sure, sure. Uh, hey, the the stupid. Marvel the end series are not good. They're the not one, good. The ones that they did, like the X-Men ones, they were weird. They were garbage. Yeah. I think so. I think it's because like DC characters almost seem to lend themselves better to futuristic portrayals. Like I just don't know how you fast forward to like the last story the X-Men will ever tell sort of thing. Because that is so, so much the, world building. So the say Marvel Universe yeah. is more in like the real world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what I mean. Because I, I just don't I'm trying to, th- or even the Avengers, like what? Because a lot of Marvel's best books are team-based books, and so it's very difficult to separate. I think that's why. Uh, well, what about old, the solo character? That's like why Spider-Man. Old Man Logan did well, but like having Spider-Man, like weird. I just don't picture Spider-Man living in a post-apocalyptic dystopia with a severed head and a bowl, so like, they, trying they, to solve was, a mystery. There was like a like a like an ending to a Spider-Man. It was one of the Care Andrews. Spider-Man day, remember? 2099. He like yeah. so <laughs> he killed. Uh, this is so stupid. He killed Mary Jane with like his spider sperm. Like, oh Jesus! And like that was in like oh. the story. Do you remember what I'm talking I did about? Sexist pig. Spider sperm. Well, so spider it was a it was a dumb. Yeah, it was a in d- those overrooms. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to make it. Put right. in cobwebs on ovaries. <laughs> spider sperm. It's spider sperm. Lean into the bed. <laughs> Here comes spider sperm. <laughs> Nice job. That was well done, guys. Um, so yeah, I think that's interesting. The last book, we actually talked about it a few podcasts ago, and it was announced by DC, but it wasn't necessarily announced as part of the Black Label. It's called The Other History of the DC Universe. The writer is John Ridley, the guy who wrote uh, Three Kings, the movie, mm. uh, and uh, various and 12 Years a Slave, too. Uh, <laughs> that's probably the bigger movie than Three Kings. The one with Mark Wahlberg? That was a great movie, oh. uh, and George Clooney and George Mark. Clooney was in that movie. Yeah. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. How <laughs> 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 yeah. oh, those fuckers? Those fuckers carried around like twenty duffel bags full of gold bars. Yeah. Which would have shattered their fucking <laughs> collar blow, collarbones. Collarbones. <laughs> it would have been collarbones. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, what's interesting is this artist is doing two books because it's to be announced. Oh. Toby. Toby's got a lot of work. That is a really yeah. famous drag queen artist. Yeah. It's a compelling literary series analyzing iconic DC moments and charting socio-political gains through the perspectives of DC superheroes who come from traditionally disenfranchised groups, including Jon Stewart, who is uh, Green Lantern, uh, Extrano, who's gay, Vixen, Supergirl, Katana, and Renee Montoya, who is also gay. And at its core, the story focuses on the lives of those behind the costumes and their endeavors to overcome real-world issues. Which are also gay. Ah. <laughs> Very much so. Coming out of the closet is just as important as coming out of the phone booth. 
Whoa. Oh, there goes your... That's your book? You need wow, to write that book. Uh, no, that's my real house. Uh, trademark, 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 trademark. <laughs> yeah, that was a very trademark. We're making t-shirts. Yeah, you can't have that. You can't have that. You can't have that. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm, I'm a huge DC fan. I know Adam is too, mostly because of Injustice. Uh, but I really, And metal. And metal. I'm riding the wave of fandom. What is it? Uh, Fairweather fan. I'm a Fairweather fan of DC Comics. Um, I love DC as much as Marvel, um, and I'm really looking forward to these. I know. I love me some Marvel. Now let's get back to it. Back to Marvel. So, Marvel Fresh Start. Uh, They announced two more titles, uh, Deadpool by Scotty Young. Yeah. And Sentry by Jeff uh, Lemire. Boo. Yeah. So, um... Deadpool's an obvious choice of be fresh start it makes a lot of sense i'm very interested to see how scotty young because he's sort of a cartoony sort of style draws deadpool he's not um, gonna draw it he's just writing it he is just writing it oh yeah. that's interesting okay. i would actually be really interested to see like his art um scotty young has uh he did lot. well he had that run on new x-men yeah which, which i love yeah yeah and then he did an adaptation of the oz books for marvel and then he has a series for Image right now called I Hate Fairyland. Yeah. He's really known for oh, the... Oh, I... Oh, yeah. I know his... So did he... Does he do the artwork for that, too? Yeah, he, he does the artwork. And yeah, Clark it. gave me some of those. I really liked that book. I wanted to kind of finish it. It was very out there. But yeah, I, I agree that... Well, he's not doing the art, but it's like... It'll be interesting. The writing seems like it would make sense, because that's very... It wasn't necessarily fourth wall breaking, I don't think. It's very zany. Yeah, it's very, exactly. Very, like, violent Looney Tunes, yeah. right? He's strangely known for drawing main characters as babies which you don't see a lot oh weird yeah it's really strange but it, it's beautifully done and really cool it's very cartoony he's, but it's great he's got a knack for like younger like just younger characters i'm so he's brian singer is what you're saying oh god yeah. um has anyone told him about fiona or does scotty still not know Oh shit! Scotty doesn't know. 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 Actually, but in the movie it was. Was that yeah. his actual voice? I think so. Okay. I think so. The most part of Eurotrip I remember is Fred Armisen going, excuse me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's excuse a lot it. of things that I've like pulled through like my life. I definitely still say excuse me. And then I do remember the one scene where someone's doing, when they're in the Vatican and someone's doing confessional and then they're having sex in the confessional and then like, the budget, it's like an old woman, I think, and the budget oh. bangs against the thing, and she's like, oh, oh. Such an old comedy trope that works every time on me. It's every it's time. It's classics. <laughs> I, I think uh, Hieronymus Bosch was uh, drawing that. But against class is hilarious. <laughs> so is there any new books like that in Fresh Start, Cam? Yeah. yeah well, the Century. <laughs> yeah, so what is, there, is there an audience for Century? Because we've talked about so this multiple times, Century that like, Century's was, not a good character. Yeah, so he's been retconned probably four times, something like that. Not a fan of the character at all. So he was uh, Marvel's solution to Superman, right. but to flesh him out a little bit more, instead of him just being more ultimately... more man, in a way. He became, like, bipolar. Yeah, so he... And to, to give him more depth, that he has this dark side called the Void. Polaris. What? 
Would you say he's by Polaris? Mental health is not a laughing oh, matter. That's not fun. No, that's we love not Polaris. <laughs> she has bi- she, she she has manic depressive disorder. She's also she bipolar, isn't she? Yeah. She she is. Yeah, and yeah. he's making fun of that. Oh, okay, really? That's so fucking low. Anyways, <laughs> son of a trash mother. <laughs> <laughs> son of a trash mother. Florida trash mother. Let's qualify. Guys, I said trash. My mom's name is Lucinda Joanne. That's her name, isn't that? That is a great, wow. beautiful you name. Isn't that name? She sounds like a Fleetwood Mac. Lucy I didn't want to give away her last name. Did Stevie yeah. Nicks make a song about her? I mean, yeah. Like, it sounds... Are you originally supposed to be Philip Joanne? <laughs> I, yeah. Oh my. Philip Joanne. That- <laughs> I'm gonna call you Joanne Kroll. Thank you. Joanne. Um, anyway, so Century, uh, so Century is uh, the first superhero I believe in the Marvel universe that actually had a cape as well. So bring because no oh, one yeah. did have that's that a really good point. It never really occurred to me. It's since been changed. What? Oh no! Like, no I'm just laughing. Like at Gladiator it. had a cape. <laughs> But yeah, there's so Dr. few. Strange has a cape. Thor has a cape. There's a lot of. There's a really low amount of superheroes that have capes. Cons- in, I mean, in the Marvel universe. Yeah, yeah. but that's just I never really thought about. Wait, that. so how old is this character then? Because I thought Thor started with a cape. Wait, what is it? So, so here's the deal. So Sentry was uh, created in the early 2000s uh, when they were trying new different things at Marvel, and the whole conceit was like, Would there you say was it's a fresh start. It was a very stale start. Um, much Ooh, like that joke. It was called like a brand new day or something. <laughs> hey, oh, yeah. yeah. I thought that was just the Spider-Man thing. Brand right. new day was just Superman. Uh, it was Spider-Man. Uh, was just, yeah, okay. No, so the Century was created. <laughs> hey, and there was shut this, up and listen to Kayla. Hey, <laughs> wow. shut up and let me listen to Kayla. <laughs> Anyways. Hey, shut up and let me talk. Uh, Kayla, so, go on. <laughs> thank you, Brent. You're, you're a true Kaylin, friend. Kayla, go on. Stop I am going on. Yourself. I am going on. No, Sentry was created uh, in the early 2000s, and Marvel had this like ad campaign saying, the hero that you forgot. Oh, Jesus. And it was they were like really kind of fucking with people's perceptions. It's like, wait, did we... In like the 60s, there was like... Yeah, there was a character... Ad, yeah. Well, there was like, there's some random character that appeared in one issue of like, you know, like Thor or something. And that's what they were trying to play out. Oh. And so it was like everybody forgot who he was in the Marvel Universe, but he never existed in the 60s. Okay. So it was he was... We was definitely created in the early 2000s. Right, that's, some, that's some good trolling, Marvel. It's a real yeah, Mandelaverse which, which of uh, Marvel characters. Which they're doing again with this character Vindicator from the Avengers thing. Yeah. That's going on right Is now. Is it Vindicator? Not Vindicator. What's her name? Uh, it's a V something. Uh, v for Vendetta. I yeah, think. that's it. I was going to say, um, Vindicator sounds like a fucking um, shitty left Voyager. Oh, we'll get to a little bit. Yeah. Voyager. Se- Voyager. Sexual Voyager. Yeah. Um, sexual. sexual Voyager. Uh... Are you guys uncomfortable Wait. with the fact that I'm a sexual Voyager? <laughs> no? Well, it's female, so it's Voyager. Oh, that's true, because she's a woman. Great yes. point. Not death drop. Yeah, happy International <laughs> Women's Day! Yes! Happy International yes. Women's Day! Um, but, it, oh, wait, do we think Voyager is just Sentry, and then that's how we'll get a fresh start? I think they're two different characters. I hope they're. So I the, hope neither. The comic, the original comic, was super meta. You know, it dealt with like the fact that Marvel, uh, Marvel heroes, forgot that this character ever existed. He was incredibly um, powerful, and the whole thing was he was his own worst enemy. Like the flip side to him was a creature called the Void, uh-huh. and the uh, human alter like ego of the Sentry, Bob something or other, had to fight fight off Bob. the Void. Just Bob, Bob, Bob the superhero, good old Bob. So they tried to integrate him into more into the Marvel Universe. Uh, he was on the Avengers when Brian Michael Bendis was writing it. Um, he was around for a while. He was around for a while. They, en- they ended up making him bad. 
Yeah, they. Uh, I think Ben just sort of understood that everyone hated him, so he kind of like leaned into it, and so he actually ripped in half Eris. Um, Eris, like the god of war. The god of war. Ares? Yeah. Ares. Why do I say that? Eros? Oh, the god of love. Yeah, speaking like, it in. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, they he ripped I, I him apart. Guys, I never want to make fun of someone for the way they pronounce something. Go on. Uh, it's pronounced. So he sucked, basically. Yeah, I well, so my my I'm not excited for. So this. I love the download, but my original question was like, who is he? The like, who's marketing for him? It's like people don't seem to like him. So like, why are they making? Well, not stuff? us. I I don't know why they're doing this. And Jeff Lemire is a good writer. He is. Uh, he wrote Underwater Welder. Oh, yeah, he's he, so good. He's good, but he he's did after death as well. Which yeah, is right. Yeah, uh, with Scott Snyder. All right. Yeah, do the Batman stuff. Um, do you know who's? I was gonna try to bring back my bit from last week, which is what Scott Snyder, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> that was like two weeks ago. Oh, oh, yeah. I lost track of time. Yeah, time, clock king, <laughs> Batman. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I don't know who the audience is. You know, and Jeff Lemire, he's very good on his own indie stuff. His Marvel stuff is hit or miss. Like his X Men run, not great. Ugh. Not great. What did he write uh, for X Men? He wrote a book called Extraordinary X Men. Uh, it was the one that was with Storm. Yeah. And uh, Baby Jean Grey. Was it more Baby Jean? Yeah, Baby Jean was there. Old um, Old Man Logan. Nightcrawler looked a little different. Was this more recent? Uh, yeah, it was before the right before the resurrection. Got it. Uh, it's when they, I believe they re uh, they moved into. the X Mansion to Limbo. the Hell Dimension. Limbo. Limbo, yeah. Limbo. It was during the whole when like Marvel was trying to make Inhumans a thing. Right, right, right. Wait, yeah. actually, Limbo. I yeah. do yeah. love that thing. Like, yeah, that's actually very funny. So, so you know that character Magic that like does portals all the time, and she's got blonde hair, and she's wearing yeah, yeah, yeah. sister. She's wearing an S and M suit. Um, she she teleports Liliana's, people to Limbo. She's very trusting of someone who's. Allegedly, her uncle. Oh right, <laughs> yeah. she just that's it. the yeah, one. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So she transports people to Limbo. To limbo yeah, okay. that's her. Well, home the Catholic joint. Church declared Limbo doesn't exist. Well, so. well, that's you know, the X as, yeah. as the Catholic Church said, I guess we need a Vatican Three. Yeah. You know, uh, well, so when we started doing this podcast, uh, when we read X Men Prime that kicked off Resurrection, yeah. the mansion was in Limbo at the time, yeah. and then they moved it to Central Park. Yeah, so that that was the run right before we picked up, and you guys really dug your teeth into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. Yep. Yeah, definitely read Prime. <laughs> Primer. Primer. So Primer. again, you read it. You did. I brought up uh, DC and Marvel because I think DC is doing like really interesting, exciting things, and I think Marvel is just like, oh, hmm, okay. Let's let's wait for their fresh, fresh start. Let's see. Let's see what the rest. Well, is. we have like seven titles on their fresh starts, and they're fine. But there's nothing that's like really exciting me except for Tana Hasey doing Captain America. Well, I think, I'm excited for the Avengers too. That looks I think funny. it'll be good. I don't think it's going to be groundbreaking. Well. That's what I think it's unfair because that's they're creating this. They're not creating. They're launching new titles, but they're not attempting to create a subline of very like Why different. Is the subline good. I don't think it's. I think it's a good idea because it's it pr- pr- uh, positions the characters in a very different light. But I don't think that there's anything wrong with Marvel like just doing sort of like a kickoff. Like yeah, we're just throwing out some new titles that are in the general continuity and tone of our current stuff. I think the titles themselves are fine. It's the creators that it's like oh they're just recycling folks who've already been with Marvel with the exception. Not of everyone can get Toby announced to be on their roster. Okay, that's yeah. true. You know, Toby has a high page I rate. I love Toby. Always invited to parties. I always notice is at Toby's. Place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, um, so, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure they'll be competently done. I think Scotty Young is actually a pretty good get for them. Uh, but, you know, nothing that's thrilling me yet. I'm hopefully, like, the X-Men announcements will be much more yeah. exciting. I hope they get rid of gold. I hope they get rid of blue. They keep red. And they keep fucking red. Keep fucking red and all Fuck new Wolverine and Astonishing. Yeah, that would be nice. I don't think... There's too many X-Men titles right now. And two of them are not I good. Disagree. Well, two of them just got canceled or, or just ended. <gasps> Gen X and Iceman. Yeah, uh, I meant like real X-Men. <gasps> Ouch. Oh, my gosh. You were so mad when Iceman got the first gay comic. You'll never let it go. You fucking... <laughs> that's not Clark. That's Adam. Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on to TV. Some TV news has come oh. out. So let's though. talk about Black Lightning. It's what everyone's been watching. Oh my god, <laughs> have you kept watching it? No, it's uh, perfect. I need it's to go crazy. back. It's not good. I, I've heard it's okay, but I the first episode didn't do oh, much for me. The people who say it's okay are people who like watching the CW. The D- yeah. Exactly. It's the same I'm formula. I'm going to get around to it. I'll no, put it on while I'm working and I'll just power through. And, and then you'll like live blog it for us. Oh, I know. It's so much fun. Yeah, yeah we don't like it. Um, I just want you to know what a nice job I have where I work from home, I get things done, and I watch television. I hope, I hope you're I guess women can really have it. <laughs> Happy International Women's Day! Uh, but actual TV news, uh, we've got the, uh, they announced that there's going to do a, there's going to be a Star Wars series by Jon Favreau, the guy who directed the first two Iron Man movies. And also Daredevil. Let's not forget that he did that. Wait, he really? Did, he directed Daredevil? He directed Daredevil. Yeah. That's... Ooh. Really? Yeah. Ooh. I had no idea. There's, wow. Well, but that's not really... Because they're two different things. That's actually a good thing, which means that he can make different tones and different shows. He also directed Elf. <gasps> really? Take it, yeah. He directed Chef as well. Really? Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, he was in Rounders. <laughs> and really? <laughs> uh, he was in Very Bad Things, which is actually a great comedy movie. And Swingers. Swingers and... I think that was about it. So, it's a TV series. It's the first actual live-action TV series that Star Wars is doing. Uh, uh, don't forget about the Christmas special. <laughs> that was one not episode. A, Wookie, what's, it called, what's it called? Wookiee Madness or something? You've like, <laughs> <laughs> got Wookiee Madness, son! <laughs> yeah, that's right. They go home for Tree Day, which is Wookiee's Christmas. Oh. And B. Arthur Sings. That's what I remember. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, I do watch remember it. that. Yeah. Christmas live on Space the Space Mod is singing. I love oh, it. I think he directed The Jungle Book. Really? <laughs> yeah, he did. Oh. It's good when a bit comes back. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I'm excited, but not for this. Uh, I'm and excited. Cowboys and Aliens. So oh, I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. We've got a really? mix back here. Really? Yeah, that was <laughs> good. Rudy. That's, God, man, this guy's all There's over the no place. way he directed Rudy. He didn't direct Rudy. Did he, was he, might he, just, done, he might have done production on it. Maybe he was just fresh and fruity. No, he was just Rudy. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's pretty good. Rudy, tootie, fresh and fruity. Love it. Yeah, we know. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. Caleb's always got to finish that punchline. <laughs> he was actually acting in Rudy. Oh. He was Rudy. Yeah, he was, he was <laughs> no, he was Notre Dame. Was Dame okay. Rudy. 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 Um, I'm excited for it. I think if you could do a really successful Star Trek show like Discovery, which fuck you if you didn't like it, I enjoyed it. It was great. Don't spoil it. I want to watch it. Uh, I want to watch it too. Um, I think you could probably, if they're willing to invest to produce at that level, like Star Trek Discovery, like looks phenomenal. Yeah. And I think Star Wars has it can't look like 
a Battlestar, even like Battlestar Galactica, like I wouldn't believe a Star Wars film if it had that level of special effects. Wait, 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 standing in Battlestar Galactica? Like Battlestar Galactica was good for what it was, and especially at the time. I don't know if I could be, like would be that engaged in a Star Wars like sci fantasy sort of thing because like Battlestar won on its characters, its plot, and like its political drama, not off of. Fun, exciting special effects, visits to planets, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Right. Okay. You don't want to have to constantly forgive it for yeah. bad graphics. Right. Although I personally would love a Star Wars TV show where it was the lowest in graphics, like Mystery Science Theater 3000 level. They've just got clear you see your cardboard cutouts. You see the wires on the planets that. and on the ships. Well, I'm like, yeah. think about. I mean, think about Shield. Think about Inhumans. Like Shield's upped its game overall on budget, but it's still cheap looking. Yeah, and same. I mean, Inhumans especially. Fucking Medusa. Well, hair, well I think like, Star Wars. They'll put money behind it, so I think it'll look good. Yeah. But you could talk about Star Trek. I mean, it, that started as a TV series. The whole thing was it was supposed to be like episodic. Of the Starship Enterprise. Wow, Star Wars. Are you such a TVist? Sorry, uh, gone. <laughs> uh, Star Wars. I mean, for the most part, I mean, you. Uh, is, they're they're like the answer said, is question TVist. Why are you such a TVist? <laughs> I just like my television. <laughs> I really do. Um, um, you're right. Star Wars, are, Star Wars started as, as a series of movies, and I mean, you know, the comics have been good, which we've read, uh, which is more like a TV series than the movie. What but, I want the TV show to do is build the world that the movies have not. And build... Like, I don't want fucking Easter eggs being like, I used to know a guy named Boba. <laughs> I forget his last name. <laughs> but, like, I don't want Easter but, yeah, eggs... Boba Fett. Don't remember his last name. <laughs> Shit. Shit. <laughs> S.H.I.E.L.D. falls into that all the yeah. time where you're like, I don't give a fucking Were they referencing other stuff? But And then they went in their own direction and I hated it more. So they can't win, honestly. So this Star Wars thing is going to fail. Aren't you just jerking off to S.H.I.E.L.D. all the time? Uh, you love S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. I do, but it's lost some of its luster by going so far is away from it. Is this a relationship it? that you should have ended a long time ago? Is yeah, I think so. Uh, okay. I think it is. So, yeah. Kaylin, because you pointed out Star Trek being a TV show is a big deal. Star Trek has had some okay movies. Oh, sure. And so has Star Wars. It's had some very bad ones. What makes you think that they couldn't make a show out of it? I'm not saying that they couldn't. I'm just saying I'm skeptical. I would love... Star Trek started out. Well, they... I'm skeptical about, like, what the story would be because it couldn't have any of the main characters. What if it's an anthology? But anthology of what, though? Of, like, all these fucking random people in the world. Like, don't you want to watch an entire episode about an Ewok? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'd love that. Or just, like, Ashoka Tano. Like, hey, one episode for her. A loose... Uh, just a Who's friendly... Ashoka Tano? Ashoka Tano. Ash- oh, Ashoka. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I do like her. You said it so fast. Ashoka Tano. Yes. Okay. Hey, calm down. Okay. No one... Yeah, sorry. I no know. No one is doubting okay. the quality no, no. of Ashoka's You said it right. We're not going to correct you. You need to calm down. I, you know, I, I think that the cartoon shows have worked well because they're able to integrate some of the movie characters. Right. Because you can... That's fair. Like Ashoka like, Tano. Like... Happy Women's Day! <laughs> I don't know if gender exists in space like that. Isn't she the book reviewer for the New York Times? I don't <laughs> No, it's a delicious soup you make with cilantro. <laughs> that's just racist. Uh, but right. like, that's what it was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the cartoons, uh, both um, uh, Clone Wars and Rebels, uh, they've been able to integrate, you know, tell stories in between, like the the various episodes, and they've done it pretty well. 
Um, but you can do that because you can bring in a Yoda, yeah. you know, when you need to. You can bring in an Obi Wan Kenobi when you need to. You and the yeah, but look at what about so look at Rogue. Yeah. I mean, Rogue One was built in the storyline of the Star Wars movie, but it was well. one movie, right? But you can hours. extend that into a full plotline about something like you have. That would be cool. Look at like the fucking like that. Knights of the Old Republic, like the old video game. Like you, can, I mean, Grant, they destroyed the extended universe, so the past and the present are all like. Like ruined tabula rasa. Basically, like they could jump to any like none of the characters at the beginning because you can tell a really I'm nice scoundrel story. Like a fire, like you could literally just recreate Firefly essentially. I think it could be interesting. I'm just skeptical because I don't know how much interest there is for non like non canonical yeah, Star Wars stuff because people love Rogue people One, but they loved it with the last third of the film that leads up to A New Hope. And, like, that scene with Darth Vader is what made everybody fucking love that movie. I'm sorry. That's what it is. Well, what about his puns? Don't forget his puns. What was that stupid shit? Don't choke on your own (laughs) arrogance. Yeah. Yeah. Your ambition. Your own ambition. Uh, I actually think that's actually... I I forgot about Knights of the Old Republic and stuff like that. If they just did something, like, way out there, that would actually work really well. So many years ago, that would be fun. But besides hardcore fans, like who would be interested in that? I think any, I think I think you would just treat it as a Star sh- Wars name any, yeah, as a draw, and then they're it's because, just a good show. because they can't use any of the main characters, and they probably want to avoid doing any stuff that might be considered canon within the larger story arc. If they remove it far away, I think people uh, would enjoy that a lot. I agree. Um, I, I think we just need to. I, are there more details? Like, do we know where? It's we don't need more details. The by one just thing John we Favreau do know that I think it. is. Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Um, the one thing I we do know that I think is interesting is that it's going to be on the new Disney streaming thing. That's true. Oh. Um, and they've said a few things about the new Disney streaming service that nothing's going to be rated R on it, Ooh. which is not great. Um, but I don't need Star Wars. To so if R. anything's rated R, they're going to put it on Hulu. Ah. Uh, and then that all the Marvel superheroes, all the you, your Jessica Jones, your Daredevils, all of them are going to stay on Netflix for right. a little bit. Um, oh, well, the contracts must have been signed for a while, like in terms of distribution. Yeah, I, th- I think yeah. that was it. Plus, I think they're going to let them die. To be honest. That's I mean, fine. I mean, what uh, Kristen Ritter already said that there's probably not going to be another Defenders. Like, really? Defenders too, yeah. Aww. Good. It's, it didn't it do needs very to well. die. I think it, it is needs like, to die. yeah, it's funny. I was funny so excited when it happened. I would, and now I would love if like all of them got together at the end of one of the series and they all exploded in a building or something. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's a one episode series. They just re-edit the last episode of the Defenders so that like all of them actually are in the building. No, yeah. no, no, no. And then, well, yeah, I have the ending. No, you go first, but no, I'll go after. No, no, no. It's just it's like. Poochie in the Simpsons yes. episode. It's like they just Poochie have <gasps> Poochie space. went to his home oh. planet, but the spaceship destroyed was destroyed on the oh, way. Oh, and yeah. they couldn't connect it with Star Wars too, and they explode in the Millennium Falcon. Or there something. you go. That be Boom. great. Yeah. The, yeah, I mean, I think part of like any this is my putting my HR hat on as part of any reorg. There's lots of growing pain. So now that all of this stuff has been yeah. combined, like we're gonna see. Probably stuff that would be sad to go, but also, like, okay to go, go. So, like, why are they, you know, they don't have control, they don't have tone. Go, go, go. (laughs) But, like, yeah, I mean, same thing, like, so S.H.I.E.L.D.'s gonna wind down, uh, probably, like, they already kind of identified. There's just, like, there's probably already some bigger vision from some studio head that's like, we gotta do this, we gotta connect it to the products, and da-da-da-da-da. I think Marvel Studios as a whole... 
uh, is going to reconvene in the next two years and just be, start with something completely new and get rid of all of its old shit and just keep a few properties that are still I, I do feel like things are waiting on to go back to the comic stuff, that things are kind of uh, dying on the vine because it does feel like once they've achieved the Infinity War in the movies, yeah. that there's just going to have this a bunch of new series related to Shoot every single that. new character. So true. Tony Stark is going to die and yeah. Ironheart is going to be over. I think the ones that they keep around are like yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy, Black Panther, and maybe Doctor Strange. Yeah, I, I just every, about to say. Oh, Spider, Spider-Man. And too. Spider-Man, yeah. Spider-Man, so those yeah. four. Everything else is like, I think, you know, maybe gone. Yeah, gone, baby, gone. Gone, baby, gone. So Star Wars, you know, the TV series could be good. I'm a little skeptical. Uh, moving on to TV, um, Good Omens, the uh, TV series that's coming on Amazon Prime based on the Neil Gaiman book that I've talked about before. They have another cast member, Nick Offerman, Woo! one of my favorites, Ron Swanson from Parks and Rec. He's going to be playing the father of the Antichrist. So do we know uh, about a, for production, like, is Amazon doing this with stars? Because I know that they do a lot of... At the production work, might be with BBC and American Gods is done by stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. American Gods is stars. I think Good Omens is Amazon and BBC. Okay, I think. Well, makes sense, right? Hopeful sound. That sounds. I mean, look, like, look, like it's one of my favorite books. I think it's absolutely delightful. It's funny as hell. It's a really good story. Uh, It's got really great characters. It's very rereadable. Uh, and they got Nick Offerman. Who doesn't love Nick Offerman? Who was the first person announced? Um, oh, uh, what's his David Tennant uh, was announced as Crawley, one of the main characters. Who's David Tennant? The uh, Doctor. Purple Man? Purple Man from... Oh, Doctor I love Death. that guy! He's, He's also more well-known for Doctor Who. Yeah, yeah. More. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's and a shame. And they had somebody else that I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember who else got cast, but David Tennant, Nick Offerman, it's a strong cast so far. And so when he's the father of the Antichrist, he's the accidental like. Yeah, he's not. He's not Satan. Which no, is he's he's true. playing. He's playing an American diplomat. Right. So it's like uh, Good Omens is a playoff yeah, yeah. of o- the Omen. Um, I like to think he like comes home from work and he's like, oh god, did you just kill two priests oh, again? Yeah. He's like cleaning the it up. The cat keeps bringing home dead animals. That's your son. Yeah. <laughs> Good Omens yes. too. Do do do. More Omens, yeah. Um, Next week on Good Omens, stop church strangling the neighbors! <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like the episode of Mr. Belvedere. Um, so, moving on with TV news uh, Legion Season 2. It looks fucking nuts. So I had a seizure before. during it because it's just flashes of things and you don't know what the fuck is going on. But it still looks great. Yeah. It's weird. There's a dance scene. Yeah. There's crazy effects. I'm yeah. all for it. It sort of looks like if the Venom trailer was good, that's what it is. <laughs> you see like people like covered in black stuff and you're like, uh, oh, that would have yeah. been fun. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. It's a trippy show. I'm very Actually, in Super the first sense. season, the uh, the scene that hooked me was the dance sequence in the very first episode. Yeah. When David is like imagining something or like mentally projecting and his girlfriend is like, Doing this like French dance thing, I don't know. It, they like, in the they knew what they were. Yeah, they oh, were, I like, loved it. Yeah. I was like, I'm in. So I'm, it looks like Faruka is getting a more true to form 
uh, body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, uh, fat as hell. I hope that mean, doesn't mean that Aubrey Plaza is gone. Downturn. She is not. She There's be no in, way. Yeah, she's yeah. gonna be in it. She's in one of the trailers for. I mean, she's oh, you just huge. be like not. Like, I don't want. I don't want her to be like completely minimized. I'd love if he's like. You know what? I like that form. I'm gonna. She's use a huge that form. draw. She's a great actress in that role. So yeah, much. she did really well. She plays crazy so well. Yeah, and she only like that form only exists in the astral plane, though, right? In the first season, the Aubrey Plaza, because it wasn't in. Real, real life, and he's in quotes. I, I, have to, I think, I think, I think, whenever times. Farouk showed up, like as Aubrey Plaza, it was a projection that David had uh, that he saw. It wasn't actually, it didn't actually exist. But at the end of the issue, or at the end of the issue, at the end of the, ep- the season, she's like driving away with. She's sitting in the. In the oh, you're saying seat. like when she was there as Aubrey Plaza ahead of anything, like her, that was his. That was a, a representation of his friend that died yeah. right and so she wasn't actually there in any physical form so that's i think how they're gonna have her like they'll have farouk in, in a physical form played by some guy yeah and they'll still have aubrey plaza as a representation of the shadow king in the astral oh play. like whenever they travel oh yeah when they that makes sense they'll always bat yeah. yeah 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 that makes sense so yeah, i'm excited probably. april 2nd is when it's april 3rd april yeah 3rd. she's prominently featured in like a, the should, first two trailers we should definitely recap it yeah i'm into yeah, it we'll, we'll be recapping excellent so uh, you'll be fired are, 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 you, are you spoiling that caitlin's gonna be asked to leave the show <laughs> <laughs> we <laughs> will be please listen continue. motherfucker yeah. um so we've got uh, some comics we got five comics to go through Woo! today uh first up is X-Men. one's a surprise X-Men, yeah, what is the surprise? X-Men Red number I didn't two. Read it. <laughs> That's the surprise. You didn't read it? I told you to buy it and then I said I just didn't. I didn't oh, well, it. we'll talk about it. Well, uh, X-Men Red number two, oh, um, where they introduced uh, the Trinary. Trinary yeah, character. I loved, I loved her immediately. Technopath. Totally. It's- uh, a highly political co- like uh, comic. Oh, super political comic. I mean, she's basically on International Women's Day. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, so true. Uh, I love that. Yeah, she, uh, her this character... released yesterday. Shh, they don't know that. Yeah. <laughs> they, um, they don't know. Don't tell them. <laughs> uh, they, uh, like, she basically is imprisoned because she ends up skimming millions of rupees, really, from a bunch of, like, rich businessmen in India to help with the pay gap, uh, the gender pay gap. Yeah. Which I read up on it afterwards, and it's ta- it's awful. Oh, women, like, if you are not in a major it's city insane. and you're not, like, of a certain, like, income, like, class, uh-huh. like, you're fucked. Oof. It's really bad being a woman in India. And the degree to which, uh, you know, those people at the top in uh, Indian corporations, the amount of corruption that goes on and the amount of, like, bribery and yeah. protectionism, fuck them. Take their money. Give them to the women. Do it, Trinary. I'm all about it. Yeah. Oh, I thought that was um, going to be a joke. But you I, immediately, yeah. Yeah. I immediately liked her. And speaking as an Indo-American, it's nice to see some more Indo-American representation in comics. And also, when she's introduced, she's got long hair that goes almost down to her knees, just like my mom. So, that was really cool. Um, Did you like the uh, representation of the uh, white nationalists? Uh, who are anti-mutant, but they're very clearly... Oh, my God. Oh, and they've got, like, the Pier 1, like, Tiki tiki Torks. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, during the newscast where, like, they're debating uh, this issue or whatever that Jean Grey... It's clearly a young Lou Dobbs. (laughs) (laughs) I was getting, like, a Bill O'Reilly from him, but... Oh, yeah, I could see both. 
Yeah. Uh, I love just the headlines on the bottom of it too. They're they're fun and very scarily like true to life. No, right it's a very political book. Um, I love that the plot is moving along. I love that like they went to Wakanda and they got like political asylum there for uh, Black Panther. And Gabby is so happy about political asylum. I know she is like being consistently written very well. Yeah. 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 And I love the interaction she has with gentle who says nothing, yeah. Yeah. but he's just like, just I'm pretty sure he's ignoring smile. you and he just gives a little smile. Yeah. And uh, they, they're doing a great job. I mean, a lot of these team books that uh, when they form X-Men, teams it's so hard to justify what they're like wow. uh dazzler's here too yeah, and you're yeah, like yeah. why bitch yeah but like they're doing a great job of connecting them all together uh no i'm like loving 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 this book i love the mission statement i love the characters i love the interaction the art i think is lovely yes the only thing i will say i didn't dig was the last page why you don't like sentinels no i think that's like an editor's note and i feel like let's make this more x many it did it's a little bit stupid and i think we talked about this before where i hate that sentinels are just their power levels vary based on what they need like yeah, yeah. one sentinel is like oh no a sentinel and then meanwhile in other issues they're like fucking blowing up a million sentinels at once so it's yeah. like it's very frustrating that someone like gene gray would even be like oh no the sentinel it's like i've been dealing with this since i was 16 Correct. you know i thought it'd be interesting if the sentinel was not what looks like the most newest upgradedest version of a sentinel that if it was if it was more like hey we were able to buy a like protection sentinel and it's kind of an older model. Well, that's it's what I thought, resting. though. It, it kind of does look like the older model. It looks like the older model. Yeah, I mean, I think it would be interesting if it was, like, rusting or, like, had some, like, you know... Decay. Decay to it. Uh, but this, or they did it with like even like uh, Ind- Indian inspirations uh, on make it a Bollywood well, Sentinel. Is I what don't you're mean. I I knew you were going to take it there, and I didn't want to go there. <laughs> oh, do you uh, want it to have maybe six arms? I, I will. I won't be speaking the rest of the podcast. But what did you're you welcome, everyone. <laughs> a Sentinel with a bindi, maybe. Oh, yeah. oh my god, no! I can, see. I can say these things. I know. I can. Uh, but uh, no, I, I will say one note about the uh, the wardrobe. In they when too they, Indian. Is that what you're going to say, racist? No. Oh God. I don't like this. Uh, no. That they said uh, Trinary's outfit was inspired like by Indian itself, which I really thought. There was yeah. a cool interview with him, and he was saying how Ma- they... Mahmoud Asrar? Yeah. The artist, yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, I love the uh, costume designs. I think there's like a nice continuity between all the characters, but there is definitely some individuality as well. Yeah, totally. Um, so what do you think is happening when, when Gene puts the crowd to sleep and there are three people who are still standing what's going on with them cassandra nova is probably oh, possessing a right. few of them and so like oh she the, can't one, the girl with them. the with the gun yeah, yeah there's yeah. like three of them that yeah. Yeah. possessed um i think she's uh, obviously involved or she's she's definitely involved because she's at the end of the first issue right yeah, yeah exactly yeah. uh that's a good. That's a good explanation. The, like, or she's doing something. I will say the. You'll hate me for it, but the plotting in a good way does feel a lot like um, the way Tom Taylor wrote like Injustice stuff because a lot of it was usually like quick headquarters. Did you like Injustice? No, I don't know that I didn't like it. It's like really cool to see it kind of play out. It set play out itself. So like they go on missions and like it's it's fast and like globe trotting kind of thing, but yeah. it all makes sense in a much bigger storyline yeah. versus Gold, which we'll probably go to next. Where it's just like, well, we're here now, and this is the thing that's happening to us. Like, it's not well plotted or paced or, like, things don't see... The, this whole book already feels like it has a million more stakes than Gold ever had its entire, like, 18, 20-issue run so far. So, what I love about it, and I know I've talked about Injustice is your bugaboo, and my bugaboo <laughs> is Grant Morrison's uh, new X-Men from the early 2000s, 
is I feel like this is in many ways a spiritual heir to that, like uh, because it's the mission statement of it is trying to figure out a way to you know achieve like mutant humankind uh, like harmony and do it through you know outside of just like putting on costumes and punching people, even though they end up having to do that. Uh, which makes sense because the last time we saw Gene uh, was in Morrison's run. Uh, there's one call out that I'll do and then we can move on. Um, uh, Trinary, when she first comes there, she says, aren't you a little short for an X-Men? I love that. Ah, ah, I see. Is Wolverine short? No, because of Star Wars. Right. Aren't you a little short for uh, Storm to be a Stormtrooper? Oh, oh, okay. Uh, one last thing also about Red is the last page, which af- came after like Ugh. the thing. It's like the, the Logan cameo. Yeah. He, he once again can't seem to find anyone, <laughs> even though he's got an infinity it's stone. That's annoying. That is space. Yeah. Shut up. Uh, moving on. Moving on. But I did like the panel of the Sentinel above the Delhi slums. Yeah, I liked that, it a lot. That was really cool. It looked, uh, although this is the most un- alarming part, which is this guy screaming. Uh, <laughs> is completely unhinged. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's become unhinged. He has become in, in, uh, unhinged, for sure. It has uh, a very Iron Giant feel. That's exactly what I was going to say. So oh, let's God, move... I said it first. Bitch. Uh, let's move on to X-Men Gold. gold. Let's gold. not. Let's okay. move on. Let's, um, let's, let's go through it quickly. I didn't hate it. Um, um, I didn't hate it as well. It's been the best one in a while. It's mm-hmm. very... I just hate the trope of like, yeah, you're in prison with all the people that you put away and now you don't have any powers and yeah. now you gotta do it Show yourself. Show me Nightcrawler getting raped. That <laughs> would... That would be a... Would you pr- say that orange is the new gold? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Give it to him, guys. Come on. Why that was be, good. Why wouldn't it be gold is the new black? <laughs> <laughs> That is probably better. So. Mm-hmm. I like mine. So it wasn't bad. Also, I just don't like the storyline itself. Yeah, I think it was definitely smoother than before. <laughs> um, yeah. So there, there's some weird interactions. Uh, there's some cool cameos of very insignificant characters. Uh, uh, the prison stuff is boring. I kind of like Bobby forming the new team, and even that's not super well written. I just like. Most of the characters of yeah. the new team, with the exception of Ink. I died laughing when they're like when they open the door and it's Bobby's new team. It's like the first one talking is Ink. Yeah. Like, oh fuck you, Ink! What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Because he says, uh, "Who are you calling a B squad?" You're like, "You're a Z squad. You're yeah. not even yeah. a B. You're the worst. You're like Mister Clean. Dial it back." Yeah. yeah. He's the. What one. happened to all your tattoos? Also, Chamber and Jubilee in Generation X were, were X-Men. They've been X-Men before and they're not doing anything right. now. Like, so yeah. why, why not Why not, why not have them? Why not, have why not murder Ink? Stop trying to make Armor and Magic happen. Although I do want to see Armor do more. Um, I love Armor and Magic. It's just Ink that's terrible. So then I they, like Magma. They, I just think the use of that, like, they're just props in yeah. the storyline, which I, I don't like. I bet the office gets really warm given the fact that there's, like, sunlight coming directly into it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's just a bad design. Yeah, right. Uh, there's a lot of weird fucking ass cam Shredded Man. Yeah, talk about that. So he was in Uncanny Avengers, uh, which is... uh, Hold on. Interlude. Go on. (laughs) I would like some music next time. Um, (laughs) That was fun. Um, Uncanny Avengers Volume 3, and this one is the one that Rogue actually leads, so there will be some sort of connection there, uh, which is interesting. There's also crazy... Wait, end of interlude. (laughs) (laughs) That's perfect. 
Um, there's Do you know what I'm talking about? No. What do you okay, mean? so in the issue, it says interlude, and then it does Shredded Man stuff. Right. Oh, and then the same page is interlude. Why, why are you putting I, that I just there? put it at the end That of the is book. weird, yeah. Oh, he's such a bad writer. He's such a bad writer. Why are you announcing he, this? Why can't he, you just have this be an interlude? You, you know what I think it is? I think he's plotting the story correctly, but he's writing it badly. Well, this is the same. Didn't they do this in the last one where they just showcased Red? Like, they showcased Omega Red in the middle? Before they brought him back, like as like a They're, yeah, they but, showcase the funeral <coughs> thing, or whatever, like that, like them like pulling, digging up his grave. Yeah. Why does Rachel go like? I guess I was changed since the last time I saw him, Miss and then Storm's yeah. like, "What do you mean?" And she's like, "Never mind." <laughs> Shut the fuck up. It's all Storm should slap her. It's all not I the best friend. I did think Storm. Yeah. I like Kitty and Callisto's interaction. The writing was good. That's it, cool. It all like it. It feels like bad. TV that I okay why like I think it's of, a CW show. well this fucking plotline is basically just uh, gifted yeah. I mean it's like you literally just crim note the <laughs> entire true. like the only thing you oh, it's like, yeah at. yeah it's like it's Polaris like yelling or like you know bantering with one right. of the other inmates yeah no, so it was, mm, mm. do you want to cover their new team real quick yeah uh, oh well I guess you did it's Iceman Rogue Magic Magma Armor and Ink. Uh, Magma just had a nervous breakdown. Why not put it on her team? Absolutely. Why not not use anal that's not doing anything all the time? Oh. Hey, listen. Why are you shaming I people love, with with you I, know I, mental disabilities? I love anal. Uh, I how, about, how about the fact that uh, uh, Iceman is like, I don't trust you to be on the team. And then uh, what's her name? And Rogue is like, actually, why don't we why don't we let him be an expert? Yeah. Give him a chance. Okay. Why don't I put you on the top of the team? How about we do a trial period of some sort where you're like. Doing dishes. Or <laughs> well, he is putting a lot of trial thing, but a, it was a quick. It was too quick a, a thing. You're on the team, but I don't like it. Yeah, yeah. Like, shut yeah. up. Yeah, <laughs> these two are going to be the original uh, Oscar and Felix, right? So let's move on to Iceman, uh, oh. which is in, in some ways kind of the prequel to this. The last, yeah, it is the, the last gay comic we'll ever get for a while. Oh, that's sad. Um, so th- I think this was kind of a lackluster ending, and I've been a big proponent of this series. It makes me sad because I have. I mean, obviously we kind of shit on the on it towards the end, but like I actually didn't mind the series, and I think this was very lazy. It felt lazy. Like his parents were all of a sudden like, "You have to come home and check out this mutant across the store," even though like oh, we don't like you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I did like the banter between him and Richter. I think that was all oh, right. Oh yeah. Uh, but wow, Richter only wants to fuck Shatterstar. I'm so. Uh, <laughs> like, I mean, have you seen Shatterstar's ass? Can I you blame him? I can't. It's probably what Cena Grace does best is representing actual gay conversations. Yeah. Except for Bobby Drake, like yeah. when you're when he's not being his Bobbyist. Yeah. When he's not making a joke every a, a terrible joke every five seconds. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a lot better. I agree. Uh, I think his like trying to console the guy who is like, yeah, okay. Being a mutant, coming out as a mutant, is like coming out as gay. He does an okay job of that. I do think it's... I don't think it's as big of a deal his parents calling him and trying to, you know, reach out to him after they've had, like, negative interactions over his gayness and his mutantness. But ultimately, I feel like, who cares? Uh, who gives a shit about any of this? I, right. I don't even know what this guy's powers are. Richter? Or not um, the other guy? The guy who's, who's like, haunted It's like, like, purple... 
uh, Mountain Majesty. Ball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's weird. Wait, no. what, did, what did Clark once call it on in Jean Grey? It was like pur- it was like purple cum bubbles or something like cum bubble. Yeah, cum bubble. It's like when some guy has you over to watch Grand Budapest Hotel and then he's <laughs> coming all over you and you don't know why. What is that? No, Clark said that. Okay. Was, like, was rocking New Jersey? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> you know, when some fucking guy is coming over. That's my Clark. Yeah. They also do some like. Flash- like that's, my that's my Clark. That that's my Clark. He's like killing. So it's basically the omen, is what. Hey it is. Clark, yeah. stop biting the name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. I, they do some flashbacks that are kind of interesting. Um, so the flashbacks were drawn by Cena Grace. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, they're not great. It looks like it. Not great. I'm, and you know, I'm I I like. Like, this is a trope that's used in comics a lot when they show, like, flashbacks. Like, they did this in Alias Jessica Jones, mm-hmm. where when she was, you saw her as Jewel, it was drawn by a different artist to yeah. show how superhero it was. Yeah. It, it's, it provides a nice contrast from, like, the main artist and for the, for the main storyline, but it wasn't good. No, it was at not all. good. Not at all. It felt like it was trying to be, you know, what, whatever grand design is. And yeah, was like a I thought the flashbacks worked in terms of like I liked the whole combination of mutant overlapping with like coming out experiences. Like I thought that was like I'll be more okay with the story if it happened earlier. Yeah, he he probably had to fit this in l- later because it's getting canceled. canceled but yeah. I, I I I like it for the simple fact that it's important to see this in a comic. Especially an X Men comic, yeah, that's mainstream. I agree. Because you don't get that anymore. You're, but you're, you've never gotten that actually. But you're talking about like when Bobby's at the uh, with the priest, right? And he's saying like, "I got one more thing to say." That filthy priest scene, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. where he had God's plan written on a piece of paper that he was handing to him. It's, yeah. I believe it said God's order. Actually, oh, God's yeah. order. Excuse me. Yeah. Is he going to McDonald's? Go fuck yourself. He was God. always jizzing in his God dad. Let's talk about Rogue sentence. and Gambit in the last few minutes we have left. Alright, so Rogue and Gambit number three. Um, I have nothing to say. Uh, you know, it's, it's it felt like a filler issue. I enjoy it. I like the art. I like their interaction. But it just feels like this is the middle of the story. And it's part three of five, so it's the middle of the story. Yeah. I, um, the amount they smiled made me think, oh... That would be really interesting if they were actually still subdued. If they were, if they had gotten caught in the first ep- issue, and they're like, they're on whatever table, and their brains are now being like these are all fake memories or whatever. That's and they've got to do some psychological thing to get out. But then it just turns out they've got their their powers are being drained somehow and I, fed for into every these clones or something, yeah. whatever they. So I I just don't like when you know someone is slowly uh, succumbing to uh, like being brainwashed or and then they're just so okay with it. Like the reader knows what's yeah. going on. I I would like to be more surprised that they're brainwashed. Because it seems just so obvious that they're... Wow, things are just so great. I've completely forgotten about yeah, whatever else Our relationship happened. is going well, I suppose. Also, this the thing that I did like was so much... Flip, shot? Flip-flop talk. Oh, yeah. Uh, There's a lot of flip-flop talk. Talking about fashion from the past. Why on earth did I wear those flip-flops <laughs> for fighting? I don't <laughs> know, but I like the outfit. It's there is so much asshole in this gambit. entire issue. Yeah. I don't know. No, I'll uh, work on it. Gambit, gambit, gambit asshole. It is, it Rogue is, asshole. It is taint time. It's taint. a lot of taint. Panel after panel of taint, taint. taint. We'll be posting taint. that taint on <laughs> social yeah. media. Taint no problem for us. Yeah, girl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. I, do we have anything 
anything else to uh, say? There's a stupid villain at the end that you're like, you're a villain. You're really villain. I've never seen you. Uh, new, right? Yeah, yeah, we've never seen you before. Lavash. Uh, we don't, Lavash. But you can call me a Lavash. Um, Please don't welcome to the stage Lavash. I hate her. Aww. I will say I really did hate the way that this was drawn. What? The, that what are you? Rogue is being piled on, and so what they did was they took an, a, a panel that they drew, and then they zoomed in and um, blurred it up as if that's like her like getting shaken out. Up energy. But and it doesn't have that. It, it just looks like a lazy blurred image. Yeah, I didn't love it either, but the art is so good for the rest of the issue that I'm willing to forgive it. I do like the art a lot. Yes, it is good art. It, it, yeah, the artist is great. Um, yeah, so not a whole lot to talk about. And we've do you want to do best ofs and then ends yeah, and then we all and then we all I mean we're all X Men Red is the best, right? Yeah. yeah. We all say X Men Red. What's a moment you liked? What's your MVP moment, character? The I really liked position. the Wakanda sequence because that felt the most like to me when Batman and team were or super like there's it reminded me a lot of the what I liked about the Injustice series where the actual team interaction felt good and it was just the team interacting they weren't like advancing plot line or it was just them actually having like, they had chemistry good, yeah exactly yeah uh, I think mine probably was uh, when Gabby first meets Trinary and says uh, big fan yeah. Oh yeah, super like adorbs. women in power. Uh, hi, Trinary, big fan. Jean Grey sent us. Yeah, my favorite moment was Jean Grey wearing a sensible Nike like shoe sneaker during the fight. Good. That's just smart. It's got support. It's that got is arches. great. Also, this is how good Muhammad um, Asrar is an artist. That that panel, it's it's a splash page. It's just the one page, right? He doesn't make her look ridiculous, like with a big button boob yeah. that's completely anatomically impossible. The- she has a sensible but good looking ass. Yeah. She does. She and, works and, out enough. And it's leave her and alone. anatomically correct. Like that's how women look. Athletic women look like that. He's got both knees, both ankles. He's not freaking out about drawing someone's feet. Yeah. yeah. She, <laughs> yeah. The she, yes. she really just went to the gym and then went on this meet. Yeah, like, exactly. uh, she, I love it. She, she this meet. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't forget leg day and she goes to Lululemon. Yeah. Good for her. So I have two uh, favorite scenes. Well, you one, one. Uh, uh, artistically, I like, shut up. Uh, I liked when um, Gene is uh, mentally going into what's-his-face's head, the guy who's captured Trinary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's got the panel all... Where she's all, giving the instructions about how to infiltrate. Yeah, yeah. I think... Like. I, oh, yeah. Um, I, I think it's just a really... It's a clever use of panels. Um, it's very inventive. I think I dug it. And then the other thing I loved, and I mentioned it earlier, is just the scene between Gentle and Gabby where he's meditating and he doesn't acknowledge her but he kind of smiles and you know that like he's like doesn't want to deal with her this artist can do subtle things really well which mm-hmm. is so right. good he's absolutely Your right turn. i yeah. already said what mine was what was yours that uh i liked the the whole what kind of sequence oh oh that's right yeah what, mvp character mvp character um isn't it gabby for all of us yeah. gabby gabby all right, Gabby, good on you. Great writing for your life. Everything's happening for you in a big, big way. Yeah. Isn't well, it great to be you, Gabby? Well, Nolan Tacker, I love her. Yeah. We've been uh, Homo Superior. Find us on all the stuff. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>